chapter twenty four of the ins and outs of paris or paris by day and night by julie de marguerite this librivox recording is in the public domain foreigners in paris paris besides the parisians contains a population of foreigners which form no insignificant feature in the physiognomy of the capital although almost entirely confined to one quartier of the city the hotels as we have seen of the rue rivoli and place vendome the whole of the hotels of the quartier des tuileries are almost exclusively frequented by foreigners but it is not of these that we would speak but of those who have made paris their home of these the majority of course are english that class of restless english who having acquired a little money now aspire to what they cannot attain in the strongly defined circles of their native country consideration distinction and fashion now a thousand a year in london implies for a family if not poverty at least privation calculation and economy but by crossing the channel this thousand a year becomes twenty-five thousand francs and there is as great a difference between what can be obtained in paris for that sum as there is in the sound of the two sums pronounced in english or in french your english families of this class abound into the by-streets and upper stories of the quartier rivoli they cannot divest themselves of the vulgar english idea that consideration is attached to place and circumstance true in order to come within their means they are obliged to be on cinquième or on sixième but still they can put rue de rivoli or rue des pyramides or rue castiglione on their cards and that is so much better than being comfortable in any other rue unknown to english ears your english family some small city merchant or pensioned government clerk or retired lawyer brings his family over to paris mrs and her two beautiful daughters were not going to live in a villa at clapham or kilburn pulling caps for clerks and clergymen the only men they ever saw and these only visible on sundays oh no when there was paris where they might see dukes and counts and go to court and who knows perhaps to the english embassy and might marry there is no knowing who long ringlets plump figures blue eyes and dazzling complexions are rare in france so poor dear mr who had been looking forward all the days of his life to a garden a pony chaise and long mornings dawdle over the times and a twaddling shilling whilst in the evening with sims and scroggins is scolded and seduced into transferring himself to paris here behold him dumbfounded helpless turned into a mere portemonnaie forced to cling to one of his daughters who in the purest anglo-saxon french drives all the bargains of which the only clause confided to him is pay papa papa is the most interesting hero of the family if misfortune inspire interest for he is decidedly the victim of course he cannot speak french nor will he try for somehow he has a vague idea that it would be infringing on the liberty of a free-born englishman and unconstitutional to speak a foreign tongue he cannot bear going up so many stairs to get home and you cannot get it out of his head that the upper story of a house is an attic he will not think floors however polished half so comfortable as the commonest kittyminster carpets and persists in thinking the french an immoral people because they stare at the outrageous manners and extravagantly fashionable dresses of his daughters still he is forced to be content mrs is an admirable manager they pay one thousand francs a year for their apartment they have furnished it in the parisian style and if mr remonstrates at some piece of useless luxury mrs exclaims but think of the saving in the mirrors 
be it known that every unfurnished apartment in paris is always decoré de glace mirrors are considered as indigenous to the walls they have two servants a cook and a femme de chambre to each of these they give four hundred francs a year with two bottles of wine apiece per week and mrs r says they do the work of five english servants and do it pleasantly too as if they liked it in fact the whole affair is so cheap that mrs r really thinks she will be able to save enough money to send tom to college at least this is the grand panacea applied to mr r whenever he sighs for sims scroggins england and his club meantime whilst the home arrangements have been diligently carried on by mamma the exterior diplomacy is no less diligently pursued by the young ladies society society that is their great aim they have letters of introduction to several leading families in the english circle on these they rely for the realization of their chimera they first however visit the milliners and the dressmakers and order something stylish something frenchy as they say something anglais something ridicule according to the milliner and the dressmaker but of course as they are paid and have given up the idea of inspiring taste to the english they implicitly obey the orders be flounced be crinolent our two young ladies proceed to pay the momentous visits on which so much depends taking the tuileries in their way where if their object was to be stared at that object is attained for every eye and eye glass follows them in their meandering course along the grande allee mrs a blank, and lady b blank, the two great leaders of this class of society the one a widow of an east india merchant the other the widow of an alderman but a little richer than the r blanks having no children and who by dint of having outstayed every one else in paris they have been there some twenty years have risen to be lady patronesses of all newcomers now they look upon all letters of introduction brought to them as so many tickets to dinners and suppers which they are to receive in return for their patronage no one was ever known to have had even a glass of eau sucre in their houses they receive their friends in other people's houses and return invitations by invitations to the houses of those they are called on to patronize so they make the r blanks give a ball and to mrs r and the girls intense satisfaction their rooms are crowded to suffocation there were lots of young men with mustachios some with red ribbons in their buttonholes besides two countesses and one russian princess who really never went out but who to oblige mrs r has consented to come on condition of a carriage being sent to fetch and take her back and a neat little supper prepared for her before the rest in r s cupboard of a dressing-room his clothes having been thrust into a sideboard whilst he dressed in the ante-room his bedroom being converted into a card-room this russian princess has done much service as the great gun in english ay and american society in paris for many years she is very rich so says report and very miserly at least so again says that well-informed personage a report but she is full of whims and manias and never receives though she lives in a large hotel in a fashionable street but the dignified concierge as he takes your card invariably informs you madame la princesse ne reçoit pas the princess was so fortunate as not to have been recalled in the recent flight of the russians from paris the czar somehow overlooked her name on his list of absentees as for the two other noble ladies papa if he plays whist with them will find out what they are but they will not play whist with him for some time they can make more by another game these ladies do receive 
receive all the dissipated and hard-up men in paris but they find it difficult to get ladies therefore are they always on the alert for fresh importations from the two lands of innocence and english whose daughters are allowed to wander out without the chaperonage of their mothers now the two miss r blanks will figure as deux riches anglaises at madame la comtesse's next réunion an announcement which will bring round them numbers of adorers all titled and well dressed putting the girls brains if not their hearts into a flutter of vanity and delight these adorers will follow the r girls from party to party in the circle of acquaintances which will have grown out of the grand ball given by the r flirtations will ensue carried on under a mask of mutual deception and ending in mutual disappointment for both parties are too wary to marry without mutual explanations so from flirtation to flirtation from party to party these girls drag through their youth ending generally by marrying in desperation some young english clerk over on a holiday for a few weeks who knowing no better is smitten by what he thinks french graces and so they go back to islington or clapham ill-tempered old women discontented wives and totally unfitted for any of the duties of life mrs r meantime finds that the necessaries of life being so cheap her family and herself have so launched forth in the luxuries that it is even harder to make both ends meet than it was in england after all it is papa who at last is the most contented he has in the world in which his daughters live found two or three old cronies with whom he can rail against the french and talk politics he reads all the english papers at galignani's then spends his time by searching after good sherry port brown stout and english medicines expending the little french he has acquired in trying to persuade the french butchers to cut up their meat à l'anglais as he calls it for he disdains genders and to serve him a decent joint this class of foreigners by far the most numerous in paris are the people who bring paris society into disrepute and spread at home the noise of its immorality whilst in reality they have never seen any french people at all or only such as respectable french people never do see there is another class of english besides the diplomatic circle consisting of younger branches of great families authors artists and people whose large families exceed their means these are to be found in the streets adjoining the champs-elysees in the faubourg st honore these families have access to the very highest society both french and english they do not seek to disguise that they are not rich and decline most of the invitations tendered to them the real motive of their residence in paris is that their children may enjoy advantages of education which could not be attained in england besides for intellectual social people of refinement intercourse with the intellectual and refined is a necessity to descend in the scale of social life is impossible solitude would be preferable to frequent their own circles in england with moderate means would be impossible without subjecting them to mortifications which would wound their self-respect therefore do these families come to paris here fortune is but a secondary consideration in the metropolis of hearts and ideas his absence excludes from nothing but ostentation artists literary men diplomatists the elite of the faubourg st germain the ambassadors themselves are all friends of this class of english where the amenity of manners the high-bred tone the sparkle of wit and intelligence repose from the glitter and tiresome routine of the world the theatres all the museums of art all the academies of sciences are visited by these sensible specimens of foreigners in paris 
once or twice in the course of the year they go to the embassy where they are treated with the greatest distinction the only class they do not see is the class we have described your mrs r blanks would give their ears to enter their little salons but as they cannot they stare at them at the ambassador's chapel every sunday quiz their bonnets and vote them old fogies it may not be uninteresting to give an aperçu of the prices of the various masters for which the english take their children to paris an admirable music-master can be had for five francs a lesson a vocal teacher of great ability for the same price provided a name is not to be paid for when as much as twenty-five francs is charged for instance garcia bordoni lablache are all at the latter price and rubini and rossini when they could be induced to give singing lessons charged as much as sixty francs a lesson lessons in foreign languages are on an average paid three francs drawing at the same rate as for dancing that varies but it is not expensive it must be remembered that all these lessons are private lessons and that the professors come for that price to the houses of the pupils next in number to the english are the poles and now the hungarians these two nations with few exceptions are like the greeks better when wedded to immortal verse than when seen in all the prose of everyday life the poles at least those who leave their country have an irresistible tendency towards the chevalier d'industrie they are ever in search of some extraordinary coup de fortune or of some extraordinary person who shall suddenly give them the means of really being what they strive to appear an honest industry is beneath their dignity the polish and hungarian refugees are the heroes of the cockney english balls whence they hope to extract a rich wife some the rich wife failing are content to take a poor one who can give a home and a daily dinner thereby considerably increasing the managing contrivances of the mrs r blanks so lucky as to get such a son-in-law there is however a most bright and particular exception to this rule in the person of a distinguished nobleman on whom the hopes of his countrymen for some time rested prince adam zartoreski who for many years has now been domiciliated in france he holds a species of polish court and lives in almost royal style in an old palace in the ancient part of paris called the hotel lambert eugene sue has described this magnificent specimen of architecture and decoration in a novel of his which bears that name prince adam and his family are remnants of a past age chivalrous noble above the world and its strifes resigned to their exile awaiting other times with patience and dignity the princess is known for her charities which make no distinction of creed or nation but which however are especially dedicated to the relief of her countrymen prince zartoriski has a very large income at his command and therefore has much within his power he has however shown his judgment by refusing to listen to any offers however tempting even though they offered him the crown of poland the hour is not yet come another distinguished pole is m louis valeski who to begin confesses unlike most of his countrymen that he is not noble by birth but nature made him noble by endowing him with her best gifts and giving him strength and courage with them to work his way to fortune he is one of the professors at the institution des arts et métiers italians too we have in paris refugees of course but to their honour be it spoken neither idlers nor swindlers italians are ready to do anything for a living from chorus singing to shoe-blacking and shaving 
and they will confess the calling to which circumstances have reduced them without the slightest shame ending with a shrug and a smile that makes one smile also instead of pitying the italian aristocracy had for some time its representative in one of the most accomplished men of his day the prince emilio bel handsome a profound scholar well versed in all the modern languages the best shot the best swordsman known an accomplished musician with a voice like mario's only with more power and vigour he with an independence worthy of respect and admiration when first he escaped from the austrians into france went as an assistant professor in grisier's saloon but there he was soon discovered by the young nobility of france who had often been his guests in milan and he was not suffered to pursue his self-sacrifice shortly after his fortune was partly restored to him and for years he was the ornament of french society now he has chosen another lot he has abandoned the world and on the beautiful lake of como his life is spent in the cultivation of the arts with one who has left a position as high as his own the world mankind's her own esteem for his love the princess belle blank his wife from whom he was separated a year after his marriage had for some time a salon in paris but she was bitten by a political mania and repaired to lombardy to make a revolution having failed in leading the troops on to victory she has now taken to eastern habits a long pipe and corresponding with the new york tribune now we come to very delicate ground on which we will not presume to tread heavily but merely to skim lightly over we allude to americans in paris as a class compared to other foreigners they are not numerous the americans generally appear to prefer italy to paris but the few who are in paris usually rich specimens of upper tendom come there resolved to make as much noise as possible they outshine and outherod your english by a good deal the men invariably get into the very worst society to be obtained for money in paris they dress ridiculously always do things no one else would do and at hours when no one else would do them but where there are plenty of lookers-on whether to blame or to approve matters not notoriety appears to be their passion here as well as at home a fast young american such as those who come to paris persists in confounding all french women into two classes lorettes and grisettes that is as far as virtue and morality are concerned this generally ensures his being turned out of the first respectable house he gets into and so throws him amongst the very class he has been seeking with whom he of course affiches himself the american ladies however have more tact and sense though even they delight in outraging the customs of the country in which they reside it must be confessed however that the americans are in far better society than the english generally there is no rule of exclusion as by english etiquette and then people are not exacting we beg your mercy about americans they have no standard whereby to judge them so to europeans they are all alike and the french people tired of english snobbery are inclined to pet the originalite américaine that half-civilized country of which by the by they know as much as they do of the mountains in the moon americans have admirable opportunities therefore of going into the best society both french and english but in general those who are rich do not choose to be admitted into society but insist on being themselves leaders of fashion an attempt which ends in disappointment and exclusion and brings some who have been leaders here back in disgust 
and make others remain and spend their money for the satisfaction of feeding hungry poles italians hungarians black-leg englishmen or fourth-rate frenchmen and obtaining the title of le restaurateur américain End of chapter twenty four